You are listening to Any Given Sunday, a part of the Dead End Podcast Network. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all other podcasting services. Please make sure you check out Dead End Hip Hop, Dead End Sports, Dead End Gaming, Is the Mic Still On, Chris Platt's Strictly Hip Hop and Hoops Talk, and a host of other shows on our podcast network. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. You are listening to Any Given Sunday for Sunday, September 15th, 2019. I am your host, Manny Brown. What's up, everybody? I know it's been a minute. I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, I don't really apologize. It's been a, it took a little bit of a uh, late summer hiatus of the show. You know, I got a lot of things going on, family life and everything. Good, good time to good time to spend with the family, enjoy the weather while we still got it, that sort of thing. So it took a little bit of a hiatus, but uh, we're back. I've been itching to get back behind the mic. And uh, so we're back today. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Um, we're making history today, ladies and gentlemen. We have a returning guest for the third time. So this person now has been on the podcast the most times than any other guest. He should feel honored. He should feel special by that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even bring back people more than twice, more than once, that, let alone three times. Uh, BTG, a.k.a. Baylor, the great host of Open Run, host of Baylor for President, podcast, podcast extraordinaire, content creator extraordinaire, Baylor, the great, a.k.a. BTG, your favorite guest, my favorite guest. What's going on, man? I think I, well, you know, when you get a... Three times a recurring guest. I need my gold jacket. I need my gold jacket. You know what I mean? We working on um, that. We working on that, brother. We working on it. Okay. On okay. It. You know the hat. The hat tricks is it's out there, man. So no yeah. doubt, man. How, how are you, my brother? How are you, man? What's going on? I'm I'm good. I'm I'm really happy that football season is back. Extremely happy. You know what? I am too. You know, it's crazy, man. Like the last couple of years, I haven't been. Too, I mean, well, first of all, I'm a Jets fan, so that explains part of that, but. Um, the last couple of years, I have not been excited about the NFL season starting. So much drama, so much BS going on behind the scenes and all that. Yeah, around yeah. it. Around, around it, took, it took the yeah. love away. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it kind of tempers your excitement about the season. Like, I, I deadass felt like the last couple of years, like, the season just kind of snuck up on me. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, today is Sunday. Like, it's going a lot of a lot of politics that was surrounding the NFL just just took that you know that Sunday morning waking mm-hmm. up love away from it you know what I mean yeah yeah definitely definitely but this year was different a little bit you know outside of the Antonio Brown situation you really haven't had it I mean I guess we can get into the Jay Z Kaepernick thing for beat that beat that into a into a dead horse but um, outside of at those, that point at that point you digging it up out of the grave and and and, and beating it. Right, 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 right. So, like, you know, essentially, you know, it was kind of a quiet offseason, really, for the NFL. I mean, you had a couple minor things, but for the most part, it was kind of a quiet offseason, and and it was refreshing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it was refreshing. Outside of the Antonio Brown saga, like, it was quite refreshing to have a quiet offseason for once. So, um, I'm I'm definitely excited about the NFL, man, starting up, man. Um, You know, it's it's got my blood blood going and my juices going or whatever, so – um, I'm ready to talk about it, man. I know by the time y'all listen to this, uh, you know, y'all be probably through watching Sunday Night Football. So, you know, we, we won't get into too much of today's action, unfortunately. But, you know, we'll definitely chronicle at least week one, um, you know, under overreactions and underreactions, as I like to call it. Um, what was uh, what was the first thing that stood out to you week one? Like, what was the I guess what was what would be what would qualify as an overreaction for you in, in week one? I think the overreaction came from the um, 
I think it came from two two games that I point out was, of course, the Patriots and Steelers game. Right. Uh, and then we seen what uh, we seen what uh, Lamar did to Miami. <laughs> so and I think I think some overreactions and uh, came from those games as far as Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong. Pittsburgh lost two stud um, um, playmakers, right. you know, Le'Veon Bell and, and of course, A.B. Uh, and they they're, they're trying to pick that up. Uh, with their their backups who are now starters and they came out the gate looking very sluggish against a team that we can pretty much always pencil in at least at the least the uh, uh, AFC uh, championship game uh, and then Lamar Jackson uh, just went wild against a Miami team that's you know pretty much they're not that they're not that good so I think a lot of people were overreacting to his performance. I mean, you're being generous by saying not that good. You're being generous. Well, yeah. I mean, because, you know, I mean, still in the NFL, any given Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> any given, you know, um, but we got to see. You know, that was it was just week one. It, all it was was week one. A lot of things can happen. It was a lot of injuries, a lot of key injuries that happened. So, you know, we got a long season ahead of us. Absolutely. I, I think I would agree with uh, both those picks for your overreactions. Um, um, I think uh, I think Pittsburgh is still trying to iron out the kinks, so to speak. Um, I think they're still trying to figure out like what they have, because for years they had guarantees. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they yeah. had maybe they had Le'Veon Bell there. And when you lose those guys, like and, and they're replacing them with talented individuals. So it's not yeah. like they're replacing them. They may not be. Hall of Fame, all-time level talent, but they're still replacing them with talent, talented players. But it's going to mm-hmm. take some time. It's going to take yeah. some time. And you and we know that training camp isn't training camp today isn't what it was, you know, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, mm-hmm. where they practice, you know, around the clock, full pads, hitting. I mean, you know, they basically wore these teams out by the time you got to September, you know, the first weekend of September. So it's mm-hmm. different now. So you got to imagine that. You know the you know the, the the conditioning, the training, the the practice time, all of these things were affected by um, just how the game is right now. So you know, so I think you're gonna, so I think you saw some of that with Pittsburgh. Not making excuses, they got their asses handed to them. They got their ass whooped. But I but I think but I think that that loss was more about the Patriots than it was about Pittsburgh. I just mm-hmm. think I just think the Patriots are. I mean, what, what I mean, what else can you say about the Patriots, man? I mean, what 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 else? I, I'm not I, look. It, it, I'm disgusted by them as well. I, I, I'm tired of it. I just I really I really wish it was over. Like think about it. This dynasty is going on twenty years. Think I, about you. It. But you know what? And it all started from it all started from you know uh, a matchup against my team. So I yeah, trust y'all, me. Y'all I know y'all asses. <laughs> yes, I know. I know a lot about that franchise, but the one thing that I can respect is that they run their ship tight. They never change anything. Absolutely. Um, You have to beat them on the field, no matter what. And they do anything to win. Yeah, yeah, anything. And that's the cool part about it. Like, we can sit up here and make the jokes about them being cheaters and, you know, the, the gate this and the gate that, but they doing whatever they can do to win. Whatever Absolutely. they can do to win. And Absolutely. everything is in a history book. Everything is in Absolutely. a history book now. So Absolutely. <laughs> Brady is 67 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they do anything to win. 
you know, even even sometimes skirting the line, even going above, even beyond the line, shit, at, at, mm-hmm. at some points. But um, you got to respect it, man. I mean, how many franchises in all of sports do we see that you know they won't sign a player because of this or because they won't do they won't go the extra mile because of that? Like, no, the Patriots. Now, I'm not saying the Patriots go crazy contract wise, but that's the I, I think that's the most amazing thing about it is how they've been able to manipulate and manage the salary cap. Like mm-hmm. in this era having that figured out like their capologist the person that assists belichick with the cap should be in the hall of fame like, <laughs> that, whoever that man or whoever that woman is put that man or woman put that male or female into the hall of fame because first ballot first ballot fam first ballot yeah. because and I mean, a, 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 as we speak as we speak brady has just thrown a touchdown to uh Antonio Brown. So, and there it is, and 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 there it is. The rich get richer. I mean, think about it. They, they, these dudes, they don't even need Antonio Brown. That's the they crazy don't. part. But you know, what, but you want to know what else? To your point, and we'll get into they, the Antonio, and we'll get into the Antonio Brown. We, trust me, I got a lot to say about that. But, but they know uh, how to. They know how to draft, and they know, they how, know how to, to use those. They know how to use those fourth and fifth and sixth. You know, like like you could. They could draft a player in the eleventh round, and he will end up just being a serviceable player. Yeah, they 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 they're they're so well equipped at finding diamonds in the roughs, and they use every single part of their organization, every single part of their scouting department to find the best players that not only are just talented and can contribute, but that fit their team. And it's just it's it's just amazing to see. And I know what some of the haters will say: Well, it's easy to manipulate the cap because Brady takes less money, and oh, Brady takes less money because he's married to a supermodel. All things are true. Okay, but, so what's but, the problem with still, that? But he's still doing it. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, like, like my my biggest issue has always been with these quarterbacks, and and I love the quarterback. As any football fan does, loves the quarterback, right? I mean, the the sport in a lot of ways is 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 reliant on the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Like my biggest issue with quarterbacks now, though, are you know they want to get paid all the money, and I'm all for player empowerment and getting your money. Get your bag. But you also have to have situational awareness. You have to understand the sport that you play. You have to understand that you play in a salary cap sport. This isn't baseball where you're Mike Trout and you can make $400 million And, you know, there's no cap to your sport. I mean, although now there is sort of a cap in baseball with the luxury tax. But, but you know what I mean. Like, there is no salary cap in that sport. Mm-hmm. So this is different. You have a hard cap. And the reason that there is a hard cap is so that there is competitive balance, so that right. every team has a competitive opportunity to sign players, to make money, to to you know that's why there's revenue sharing. It's it's a it's a it's an it's an amazing business model that the NFL well, has. Many, if there was no salary cap in the NBA and in the NFL, there are like five teams that will be in the Super Bowl every year. You know, now, there would be now, five teams in the that argument. Now, you just brought up the NBA. People will use that argument. Oh, well, there's been the Lakers and the Celtics and, like, two other teams that have won the majority of the of the NBA championships. True, but the NBA is a different sport because one player, if you get the superstar, mm-hmm. then that changes. Like, in, 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 in football, it's not exactly getting the superstar. Now, and, and even throughout history, like, you could have had the great quarterback. That didn't necessarily mean you were a Super Bowl team. Like, 
you know, there's been a lot of teams throughout history that won Super Bowls that didn't have great quarterbacks. Now, it's changed some over the last 15 years. I would say since kind of Brady and Manning and, and how the NFL has switched from being kind of a defensive sport to being, you know, the high-powered offenses where the quarterback uh, uh, Shout out to Trent Dilfer. Uh, Trent Dilfer. Shout out to Joe Flacco. Yeah, shout out to shout out to all those dudes. Um you know uh, the Brad Johnsons of the world. The, Brad you know, I, mean, I mean, how many how many no name quarterbacks did the Redskins win championships with? I mean, they were yeah. good players, but they weren't superstars by no means. You know what I mean? So, um, but 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 my point is that you have to learn how to manipulate the cap. And and my, my issue with these quarterbacks are is that you know oh pay me two hundred million dollars and then you make 30 percent of the cap. There's a fifty three man roster. In the mm-hmm. NBA, how many? How many? I mean, is at most teams are carrying ten to twelve guys, right? At most, twelve guys, yep. right? <clears throat> so there's a, there's a little bit more maneuverability to move around and manage salaries in the NBA than it is in the NFL. You got to pay fifty three guys, and people don't think about this. You got to pay fifty three guys. Like, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of cash, and that that's, a that's lot not. Of cash. Yeah, and then you got cats on the on the practice squad, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And people don't understand that. So manipulating the cap is a very important aspect of this. And these quarterbacks, you know, they went like Drew Brees a couple of years ago. You know, when he when he strong armed the Saints into giving him that big extension. And look, no no shade on Drew Brees. Get you a bag because look at what Drew Brees has done for that organization, for that city. He deserved to get his bag. But then you can't complain that they can't resign Jimmy Graham. You can't complain yeah. that they can't sign an offensive lineman. You can't complain that you have a defense that ain't worth shit. Like exactly, exactly. And, that, and this, this is year that. after year, though. This is year exactly. after year. If, it, if it's not a quarterback, then it's a running back. If it's not a running back, then it's a receiver. Right. If it's not a receiver, right. then it's most likely the right. best defensive player in the game. <clears throat> you yep. know what I mean? To me Absolutely. personally, if I had to, if I had to put it in order, I think you have to pay the offensive lineman first then the quarterback, then the defensive line, and then after that, probably your DBs. Uh, the running backs and the receivers are at the bottom of the list for me. For me personally, if I was running a franchise, because I know how important it is to protect the quarterback, I know how important it is to have a quarterback, and I know how important it is to get after the quarterback. So, To me, the, you know, the, to me, the quarterback is number one. Because without the quarterback, you just you, you don't even have a chance. I mean, you just don't. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I mean, the other there there are you know exceptions to the rule. I get that. I understand that. But the quarterback is number one, especially if you have. And I'm not saying if you have Kirk Cousins. You know what I'm saying? Like I, if you have a <laughs> Yo, shout out to Kirk Cousins. Why y'all be on my boy like that? <laughs> right, Kirk, Kirk finesse the Vikings, Bree. But uh, <laughs> but um, now I'm not saying if you have a you know even a, a mid level quarterback. I'm talking about an immortal, a franchise change. Like when that guy walks into the building, he changes everything. If you have that mm-hmm. guy, that guy gets paid. You know the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady's of the world, the, the Mahomes. Let's put Mahomes in there. Like the Mahomes of the world. Those are the guys you pay. You know what I'm saying? And then you get, and then you're right. The offensive and defensive lines to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're important to me. You can find a running back. To me, you can find wide receivers. You can't find great offensive linemen. You just can't. It's not easily. You can find decent ones. You can find serviceable ones, but you can't find great offensive linemen. You can't find great defensive linemen. These are. It's. It, Football is a very structured in the trenches sport. You got to control the trenches and the trenches. You have are the to. Offensive yeah, line they they said football is, to, is a game of uh, of inches. Absolutely. And if you have the trenches on lock, you're going to be successful more times than not. If you have the mm-hmm. offensive line on lock, if you have the defensive line on lock, you're going to win more times than you're not. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's important. So I, look, I, I hate the Patriots. I'm a Jets fan. No one, no one may be or probably disagree with me, you know, because he's a Raiders fan, but no one has been tortured more by the Patriots and this run of dominance and excellence in the Jets and the Jets. Well, you said, well, you said tortured that I agree with that. But as far as uh, us being a part of a, uh, history, as far as them starting <clears throat> their dynasty, that pains me the most, especially when I, we I were on our good. high. I feel you. I, I, I hey, I I feel you, man. To this day, I still remember that game. I still remember the call. Like, and I shot. and I still and I still can't find the rule. I still can't find it. But well, that's all right. It's BS. We're not even. Look, we could do a whole podcast episode on the on the tuck rule, man. It's, it's not even. Let's not even go there. But uh, <laughs> nah, man. But I mean, look, you won't get any hate from me when it comes to the Patriots, man. They they are they are. I mean, I hate them. I want to see them lose. But you know, what more can you say about them, man? I mean, it just yeah. It's just it just goes without saying. You know, as far as Lamar Jackson, yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'll, I'll give you, I was, I was impressed, but I mean, Miami's so bad. I mean, Miami, Miami will be lucky to win two games. I mean, they might only win one. I, I don't think they'll go undefeated because I think they'll, they'll, they still have some semblance of talent on that team that they can. Hey, ninety five percent of their roster demanded a trade. <laughs> so I mean, unless unless that roster just basically shuts it shuts it down and they just basically. In in revolt, and I know a lot of people already feel like that's what happened last Sunday. That that team just didn't just purposely didn't show up. I don't I don't I don't I don't know. I didn't watch the game. I can't analyze. You know, guys weren't playing hard or not. I, I don't know. I think it's hard to tank in football. Me personally, like I, I just it's, football is one of those sports that's, that's designed to not tank because guys are not going to tank. Like you think the offense, you think the backup offensive lineman cares if the Dolphins want to draft a quarterback or not. He's worried about his next meal. He's worried about his mm-hmm. next bag. He's worried, and not to mention, like these dudes are getting—they're they're going out there and they're putting their lives on the line. They're putting their well, the thing, on the line. well, the thing is about tanking with any sport, though, regardless of but it's, tanking, but it's you have but it's to play, though. Well, but but it's different in the NBA per se, right? Because you, you, as me and you know, watching the NBA for our whole lives, you can you can throw five five to seven guys out there and they can go through the motion and, and they can pretend like they're playing hard and they're really not. That's you know true, I mean? like, but there's not many roster spots though, Manny. So true, true. What if it's, I, I, what, if it's, what if it's a lot of teams that's already established? Like you and you still want to be a starter. Shout out to Melo. You know what I'm saying? You also want to get paid. You still gotta play if you don't doing yeah, that contract I, year. No, I get it, but you, the, the 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 difference is it's a guaranteed contract in the NBA mm-hmm. and and basketball. Football, obviously, we know there isn't. You know, and it's it's just it's just you know these dudes are running into a wall. I mean, they're they're basically there's 53 dudes that are going through a car crash each and every Sunday. Yeah, that's, that's different. True. That's different than any other sport. You know what I mean? In the NBA, you can fake it. You know what I'm saying? In baseball, you got. I've seen teams tank last couple of years. You can fake it. Other sports, I'm sure you can fake it. In the NFL, it, it's hard to fake it, man. It, it's hard. You can probably fake it for a game or two, but over a 16 game schedule, like teams more times than not are going to play hard. It just it it it's just it. So I the Dolphins are just terrible and. I don't want to take away from Lamar Jackson. He balled out, and I could just—you could tell that that kid is motivated from all the naysayers out there. So I, I appreciate and I respect that he's been in the gym. He's been working to try to get better as a quarterback because Lamar Jackson could have rested on his laurels and just said, "Yo, I'm successful." The Ravens have put a good offensive line behind me, you know, in front of me. They've got, they've got, they've given me running backs. They've given me now receivers. I can kind of go through the motions, or I can kind of figure it out as I go. No, he's working. He's trying to get better. So I respect that. Um, I'm just going to take a wait and see approach on it. <laughs> I, I got to see more before I'm ready to believe that that's the Lamar Jackson that we're going to get, you know, barring today's outcomes. I, I haven't checked the score of his game or whatever and what he's doing. 
But um, yeah, man, I, I, I think the dude is, uh, let's just take a wait and see approach. That's all. Yeah. Uh, anything else that stood out to you? What's an underreaction? What's something that didn't get a lot of coverage, but you feel like it, it needs the attention that it deserves? Um, I don't think there's too much uh, that needs that much attention. I think, I think some of the hot takes on the different divisions, like everybody knows that I pulled for the AFC West right. and a lot of people feel like hey, uh, KC will be the runaway team uh, with them losing uh, Tyreek Hill for like a month and some change. Right. Uh, you know, the chargers, they lost a key receiver and a key safety. Yeah. Um, and then Denver being the shit show that they are, uh, I think is I don't think it's as, you know, I don't think it's wrapped up to be Casey's uh, d- division. I think it's still c- somewhat kind of open. I'm not saying that my Raiders are on a going to come back. I'm just saying that those two top teams in the AFC West, as far as the Chargers and Kansas City, is not as powerful as we, you know, as people think they are. Uh, were you surprised how good the Raiders played on Monday night? Yes and no. Um, we played Denver, and I, I'm not. I'm not about to shout out to JL. I'm not about to shit on Denver like that. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback, and that defense is not how that defense used to be a few years ago. Uh, Derek Carr does have more weapons, and we and like we was talking about earlier in the show, we've paid our offensive linemen, and two of our starters is out. So you know, I'm surprised that the two fillers that came in did a great job. Uh, but at the same time, like I said, Derek Carr has a lot of weapons this time around. Uh, and it just would have been the only thing that I'm upset about the whole A.B. thing is, is he won't be able to play with a top five receiver. That's the only thing that that's the only reason I'm upset about the whole situation. But other than that, he made he made it work with the weapons that he got. Um, so we're just going to see we got a big we got to get a big game coming up later on today against Kansas City. So we'll see what right. it is, because they're the leaders of the AFC West right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, where are you with Derek Carr? Because I, I feel like I, I like Derek Carr a lot. I liked him coming out of college at Fresno State. I, I watched him play in college. I thought this kid was, had a chance to be a star. Um, his first couple years in the NFL, I, I thought he was he was on the trajectory being there. I mean, people I think it's crazy to forget now that, you know, what, almost three years ago now, you know, he probably would have won the MVP that year. He was damn near close. He was damn near close to it. I'm not sure. It was him or Brady for the MVP. Yeah. He probably at very least could have won the MVP and he broke his leg. And then for the last two years, I feel like he's been kind of stuck in mud. Like he's just been trying to try to reclaim what he was back in the day. And I think he's, I think Monday night was the first time I saw the glimpses of the old Derek Carr. Um, where are you with Derek Carr? Are you, are you with me on Derek Carr that I still feel like he could be very, very good. I don't understand the hate that he gets or the, or the knocks that he gets. Like um, I, I really like Derek Carr. And I still think he could be a very good quarterback. Well, the, the hate that he's getting is the same hate that uh, Matthew Stra- Stafford had got when he had got that big contract. So anytime, a quarterback that hasn't been to the either hasn't been to the playoffs yet or haven't been to the playoffs as much. When they get that much money, Cass is gonna be like, Well, where's the work? Whereas, you know, Derek Carr, he's a young cat. And we did we got to the wild card that year and played uh the Texans for the second time and we lost mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to play in that game. Uh because that was the year he got hurt. But he was an MVP candidate. And the only thing, the only knock against Carr from my perspective is that uh he doesn't extend the play. And that was that was the only thing that I didn't like. He doesn't extend the play. 
Um, and and that's about it. And and you know, and we already know Gruden is very hard on his quarterback. <laughs> he's yeah. very hard on his quarterback. And if you're not his guy, then he's going to be that much harder towards you. So I think a lot of people was going off of that as well. Like, well, we already know that you're not Gruden's guy, so you might as well just get out of there. Um, I, I like him. I like him. Uh, I just want him to extend the goddamn play a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Give us a chance on that third and seven or that third and eight to to pick up that first down. Um, we'll see, man. You know, I, he's he's a, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. I like him. So I, I mean, we're gonna see. I, I mean, yeah. uh, there's no other quarterbacks. Out, there's definitely not a quarterback on our roster that I'm that I have any type of uh, interest in. So you know, Carr is all we got right now, and I'm rolling with him. No, I, I like Derek Carr. Like I said, I, I like him a lot. And 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 that interview, that post game interview on Monday night, um, and how he kind of handled the whole Antonio Brown, that, that showed me a lot. Um, and, and I know people will say, well, you know, what, what was he supposed to say? That's and his true, character in general. But that's, his, but that's his character in general. I, I, all I've ever heard from people that cover him and, and all the reports out of him is that really, he's a really good guy, stand-up guy. Um, that kid, I like that kid a lot. And, and I, know you, I know you brought up the contract, but it just, I mean, but Stafford was, was what, five, six, seven years into his career already by the time he got that contract. Like, with with Derek Carr, like I know he got it pretty early, but he people also forget he was a second round pick, so his guarantees were, you know, his contract was a little bit different. But you know, he was kind of in a similar situation to, to Dak. Um, is he overpaid relative to the results that he's produced in his career? Yeah, but I don't well, know, I Manny, like- you just said though, you just said though, the most important position to you is the quarterback, so you got to lock in your quarterback. Well, yeah, that's right? why. That's why. That's why I never get into these these dumb arguments about paying guys money, like. The going rate for quarterbacks now, even an average quarterback, is $25 million. So mm-hmm. you're going to pay quarterbacks more than they're probably worth because the position. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the alternatives? Like, there are no alternatives. So if you have even a decent one, I mean, look at Kirk Cousins. Like, I know I shit on Kirk Cousins, but I think Kirk Cousins is a decent quarterback. Is he? Is Kirk Cousins a guy that's going to win you a championship, per se? Is he a guy that's going to carry you to a championship? Probably not. But can he be a Joe Flacco type where he gets hot for a couple weeks and you make a Super Bowl run? I still think Kirk Cousins. Hey, you put you put a defense behind Kirk Cousins and, and you minimize and you minimize the decisions that he has to make per se. Like you just coach him and say, "Hey, don't try to be, don't play hero ball. Just right. make make the smart play." I still think Kirk Cousins can win you. A championship. I know that. Yeah. I know that's. I know that's heresy to say to some people on NFL Twitter and 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 the NFL masses alike. But I still like Kirk Cousins. Now, is he overpaid? Yes, he's overpaid. That's not the argument. If, if we want to run down quarterback salaries, you know, outside of maybe four or five guys, every one of these motherfuckers is overpaid. Think about it. Well, I mean, this this is the thing. This is the thing. If you're not going to pay him, who are you going to pay? Who you, exactly? Who are you going to pay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're going, who is the alternative? Uh, okay, well you t- unless you unless you tank and get a two and fourteen record and then go get some kid from college. But that's not know. a promise, Manny. You've that's been not, watching. No I don't. I don't even know you like that. But I know you've been watching football for a long time. The Heisman, the Heisman court, I don't care if he's a Heisman candidate, a Heisman winner. Those cats come out of college. You never know where the great quarterback is going to come. You know where Brady got drafted. Oh yeah. You roll in the dice, but if you know you got a for sure quarterback that can at least get you, you know, seven to eight wins, that's good. 
Absolutely. I mean, this quarterback class coming up this year is a good quarterback class. I like a lot of the quarterbacks that are coming out of the college this year. But I don't know. I don't know if Jake Fromm is going to be better than Kirk Cousins. I don't know if uh, if, if Jacob Eason is going to be better than Derek Carr. I think they have talent, but I don't know this. You know what I'm saying? Like, does, does anybody know that for sure that Tua Tagovailoa is going to be better than any, NFL, any other NFL starter right now? You no, and, and and nine times out of ten, some of these some of these quarterbacks don't come in playing playing you know week one. Most of the time, these all these GMs and these coaches want they want these young cats to sit, learn the playbook, and get seasoned first. Well, so. I think well, I think it's changed now. I think now, but because I think the fan base and the media has changed that expectation. Like I still think that coaches and GMs alike want to have these guys sit, but I feel like they feel pressure from the media and the city and the fan base. To say no, like you, you take a guy like Daniel Jones. The Giants are going to be stupid. Gonna, first of all, they should have never drafted him at number six. But that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. Story. I like Daniel Jones though. Uh, I, uh, some, I, but look, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know why. I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like he can come in and be serviceable. I know I he can. Do, Jones, I think he'd be better than. I think he'd be better than Eli right now. They not they not they they not blocking for neither one. That's not saying much. So I mean, yeah, it's it's that's a low bar right there. But no, I don't like Daniel Jones. The little bit of times I watched him at Duke, I was never wowed by him. I know it's not fair to say he didn't have a lot of receivers. He didn't have a lot of talent. He's playing Duke football. I get that. I understand that. But I just I was never wowed by 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 Daniel Jones. Um, I think he could be a solid. I think he could be a guy that plays in the NFL for twelve, fifteen years, a solid backup. But a guy you draft number six. yeah, I know, I know, I but but you know what though? But, but you know what though? To be fair, Manny, and I know you're a fair person. You know you have to give him a chance first. Yeah, you have to give him a chance because you never know. I mean, obviously the Giants are going to be forced to give him a chance. But and that's I mean, point. we're always going to go back because Brady set the bar, and and from where he came from. And I, and how he got his opportunity, like you have to give him, you got to give him a chance. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, here's the thing, like what, and my point, what I was making is that Daniel Jones in the past, they would have sat him for a year, maybe two years. That's true. That's true. Now the media and the, and the, and, and the fan base is like, no, Daniel, Jones, like if the Giants are 0-4, Daniel Jones is going to play. But that's because of what, you know, the, the Giants hasn't been good in a while though. So they're but thirsty. Like, well, I get that. I understand that. But sometimes, like, I, I, I go either way with the sitting or, or starting guys from day one. Like, I, I can see both sides of the argument. I really can. Like, I, the only way you gain experience is by gaining experience. Like, I really believe that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you apply for a job, like, oh, you don't have any experience. Well, how am I supposed to gain experience if you don't give me experience? Exactly. So I get, I understand that. But I also think there's something to be said about sitting a guy for a year. Like, look at Mahomes. Do we know if Mahomes would have been Mahomes had he played right away out of college? I know it's easy to say that in hindsight because we we, we have a we have a we have a sample size to see to analyze. So everybody can. So some people can say, "Oh yeah, he would have did the same thing," you know, two years ago if if he had played. I don't know that. Do you know that? I don't know that. No, um, we don't. We honestly, we don't know anything until it actually happens. Exactly. It's, it's so, just. A, it's just we go based off of how long we've been following them through high school and college. We figure, you know, the the talent that they had, and it, just like with Lamar Jackson, we like, man, put him on the field immediately. Yeah. Uh, but he's not that accurate. But he's a, he's still a good player. And I think okay. when your franchise hasn't done good in, in so long and they you just lost one of your top receivers, you don't want to lose your running back. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we want to if you're going to if you're going to start off fresh, you might as well just throw the youngster in there and see what he got. And especially if you draft him that high. You just said the it. fans have yeah. have changed the narrative 
of not wanting the quarterbacks to sit for a while and be seasoned. So you might as well throw them in there, especially when you pick them at number six. I get it. No, I, I totally get it. And again, I, I can go either way with the argument. If you were to argue with me that, hey, guys have to play right away, I could, I would definitely agree with you. I'm a, I'm a fan of a team that played their young quarterback. Uh, I believe he was the youngest NFL quarterback to start week one in history, Sam Darnold, when he started at 21 last year. Like, So I, I get both sides of the argument. Like, I can see, hey, letting Sam Darnold sit for a couple weeks or sitting, or letting, letting Sam Darnold sit all of last year and starting him fresh this year. I could also see the argument of letting him play. So I, I, I get both sides of it. I really do. So, um, But um, back to your Raiders, man. I, 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 I was impressed on Monday night. I know you said they played the, the – Denver and and but I still think Denver's defense is going to be legit. I don't know about their offense, but I still think Denver's defense is going to be pretty stout. Pretty. You like their defense? I like the defensive court. The secondary needs a little work, but uh, you know I think they still have. I mean they they have they have a they have two guys on the edge that are monsters, so they're they're mm-hmm. going to be able to get to the quarterback. So um, I, I think their defense is okay. I think I think they'll play better than what they showed on Monday. Um, that was just a terrible performance by Denver. Like, did y'all even have a training camp? Like, shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like the Steelers. Like, damn, did y'all even have a training camp? Like, shit. Did y'all even have right. a training camp? Nah, but um, I was impressed by the Raiders on Monday night. The little bit of the game that I saw, because I, I just hate those late Monday night. I mean, even for the West Coast fans, like, it's just like, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just that that game shouldn't be on TV anymore at this point. But, um, <laughs> so I'm, no disrespect, my bad, no disrespect. But, nah, but I, 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 I saw about, you know, two and a half quarters of the game. And, uh, you know, I was impressed with the Raiders, man. I really was. So we'll see. We'll see what the Raiders can do this year. I think we got a gym. I think we got a gym in Josh Jacobs, man. Jacobs is nice. Um, uh, Tyrell Williams is, 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 a, is, a, is an animal. Yeah, y'all got y'all gotta watch y'all gotta watch out for that for that for that sneaky tight end we got Darren Waller. Yeah, watch out Wall for is a, Wall is a Wall is an animal too. No, I mean look, I like the Raiders, man. The Raiders have made some additions. I still don't I I I still don't love John Gruden as a head coach. I think he's I think he's so overrated. I mean I mean if, if I was to give you a list of overrated head coaches in any sport over the last 10, 15 years, John Gruden would be on the top of the list. That's that's my guy. He can't do no wrong. He's a good coach, but I mean, you listen to people in the media and even fans, like you would have thought John Gruden won four, four, four fucking Super Bowls in Tampa. Like John Gruden, for but the most know, part, was a disappointment in Tampa. But you know what? You know what I think it is. I think it's because he still he still reeks that that old school football mentality. That's what it is, and I think people appreciate that style of coaching. Now, as far as his production. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he won a Super Bowl and that was built off of somebody else's, uh, you know, who yeah. built that roster. Yeah. So I get that. Did, but I, what did he do after that? What did he do after that? His he didn't do anything back. after that. But right. what he did do, though, what he did do was turn a Raiders franchise around, though. That's what they're talking about. I mean, because we were shit. Ago. We were shit long, in the 90s. That was a long time ago. Yeah. It, was long, it was a long time. I, I mean, look, I like John Gruden. Do I like 10 years, $100 million, John Gruden? Uh, probably not. But I, yeah. but I look at it like this, though. When when you believe when you believe in somebody, then you want to make sure you lock him up. And I think that's what they did. Now, we have to sit and wait and watch to see if he stole that money or not. You're right. I'm absolutely. You're right. I mean, look, you are worth what somebody else is willing to pay you. That's that's what you're worth. That's why when people scream about contracts, I don't knock the person getting the bag. 
<laughs> I, I don't knock the shooter. I respect the shooter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't, I don't respect who got shot. I respect the shooter. Like, I, you know, the man got the bag. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to knock him for that. I'm just saying, like, is he worth that money? I, I don't know. We'll see. Now, if he, if he, if he, if he turns this mess into something, then you know he's earned his 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 money. If he wins a Super Bowl, he's earned his money. If he doesn't, then that was a lot of money thrown down the drain for nothing. Now I will say this. I will say this. You could you could point your fingers at us or at him or whoever was in charge at the time when we pass up on certain draft picks. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We can we can get we can we can we can take that type of slander. But as of right now, you just gotta let us cook. You gotta let us cook. True. I think the biggest thing for me that rubbed me the wrong way with John Gruden is when he came to Oakland, it was like, oh, trust me, I'm this, I'm that, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to trade away Amari Cooper. I'm going to trade away uh, Khalil Mack. I'm going to do these things, but you trust me. I know the process. I don't trust the process. I've done this. I've done this. Da, da, da. I'm like, fam, you won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. You basically underachieved for eight, nine years in Tampa. Like, what have you – like, he has this aura about him that he's like a football servant. And I'm just like, uh, not really. Like, what have you really done? I mean, two, the 2000 Oakland, Oakland Raiders were a long time ago. Like, it I'm was. sorry. It's a long time ago. Many moons ago. Many NFL moons ago. So, like, so I, I'm, I'm just confused. Like – I just I feel like his ego and his aura don't necessarily match the resume. It's my personal opinion. Okay, I can accept that. That's it. That's all. And I, and I, and I like him as a coach. I, I think he's a very good coach. Do I think he's, you know, do I think he's Belichickian? No, I don't. It ain't no. It, it ain't no other coaches out there like him though. That's for <laughs> damn sure. That's like, just, just just like finding a quarterback. You got man. It's hard to find a coach. And that's the other thing about the NFL right now, like. Has there been a worse time for NFL coaches? Like, like if you were to rank the NFL coaches, let, let's take Belichick out of there because Belichick is just Belichick, obviously. We know that. Mm-hmm. But like, remember in the '90s, like you had, you had Gibbs, Jimmy Johnson, you had Parcells, you mm-hmm. had Jimmy Johnson. You know, you had, uh, you know, you still had Shula. You know what I mean? You still yeah. Had, you know, you 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 had, um, yeah, you had Holmgren. You know what I'm saying they, they actually the AMC would they had they had a couple of coaches over there in the AMC West. They had um uh Marty Schottenheimer, they had Marty Schottenheimer, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean we we had you had, they, you had a list, a crop of really good, no doubt about it. Like when the name was popped up in your head, you said, Okay, that's a good coach. He has flaws, mm-hmm. but that's a good coach. You know, I yep. mean, how many Hall of Fame coaches coach in the 90s? You look back in the 80s, same thing, 70s. This the last 15 years, like I, that's one of the aspects of this too. Is like who are the great coaches in the NFL right now? Like Belichick out coaches everybody. Like outside of like I think I think Sean Payton is a hell of a coach. Like I would put mm-hmm. him in, in, yeah. in, that, in that stratosphere. But outside of Sean Payton, who's the next? Like no doubt about it, that's a great coach. I He's mean, like, if they don't, if they don't, Andy Reid, Andy Reid, Andy Reid. Andy, yeah, but but Andy Reid has that. He got that. He has that Buffalo Bill stink to him. Like he got, he he'll get you. He'll get you to the conference championship. But we know he's not going no further than that. But I'm talking about totality of the career and the record. He's done it at two places. He's won big. Like I, I'll put Andy Reid in that in that in that discretion. You're right. Andy Reid does have a monkey on his back. He needs to win a championship. Andy, mm-hmm. like no more. Now you got now you got a god in Mahomes. Like. You gotta win a championship now. Like you better figure it out. 
Yeah, There's yeah. No if, if they don't pull a plug in Pittsburgh, you know, uh, you know, my guy, you know, he, he'll be up Is there. Tomlin so. great. I mean, but you got to give him. He, like, I used he, to, I used to, I used to be a Tomlin guy, but the last couple of years, like I've soured on Tomlin because I feel like he underachieves with a really good team. Like I felt like he underachieved with Pittsburgh. Like I, feel I think, like but I think, big, I think Ben has been off his his peak for a while, so I think he's actually holding on and i want to see this is where all right this is where tomlin's holding on he threw five thousand yards last year yeah okay i i get i get that but i'm saying it's getting close to it's getting close to big ben's retirement like big ben is almost out of there and i'm talking about physically yeah yeah i'm not talking i'm not talking about mentally so i want to see how his career is going to be after ben that's where i'm going to judge him Okay, I, I respect that. I just I, I used to be a big Tomlin guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to respect, and people used to knock Tomlin, especially in the media, right? And I'd be mm-hmm. like, damn, why they knock at Tomlin? He's a good coach. But and then, but then it's like, yeah, you know, for a guy that has Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and it, and he's a defensive coach. That defense has turned to shit since they won the Super Bowl in 2008. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, yeah, he's been a little bit of an underachiever. Now, I still think he's a good coach, but would I put him in that Sean Payton category? Would I put him even in the Andy Reid category? I know he's won a Super Bowl. He's been to two Super Bowls. I, I, I don't. It's I will put him out there for respect, but I don't. I don't know. I, I waver on that one a little bit. But anybody else? Anybody else? like? There's nobody well, else. How you How do you feel about Anthony Lynn? I like Anthony Lynn. I think he has. I, I want to see more. I want to see more from Anthony Lynn. But I think Anthony Lynn has a chance to be one of those coaches. I really like that guy. I, I really like Anthony Lynn. I think the Chargers are a well-coached team. Last year's playoffs, last year's no-show against New England in, in the in the divisional round, notwithstanding. Um, I, I really think that guy's a hell of a coach. Every time I watch the Chargers, I have many issues with the Chargers. Number one, them being not being in San Diego anymore. Them being them them playing in a fucking preschool soccer stadium. Um, <laughs> being an afterthought in LA. Like I have many issues with the Chargers, but the one of the things I don't have issues with the Chargers is on the field. I think that's a what about Pete Carroll? You know, yeah. If, if we're talking about career totality, mm-hmm. yeah. I, you got you got to put you got to put Pete Carroll up there, man. I, I think you okay. got to. I think you got to put now. Now Pete Pete's gonna have a hard time living down the 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 Malcolm. Oh yeah, reception. Yeah, we already know about that. Well, what about? Well, what about this? Would you right now? Would you put your money on Sean McVay for having uh, a good career? I mean, I know he's still young. Hell, I'm older than him. I yes yeah I, the fact that we're the same age me and me and Sean McVay I think I think Sean McVay how old is Sean McVay what thirty he's like right? thirty like thirty three thirty four yeah yeah so I'm thirty three he's basically the same it's crazy to me to think about but yeah um, Sean McVay yeah I, I would put Sean McVay in that list yeah I think okay. he's 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 I, I got to see more a little bit more like I, I like I think as a coach like a like seven to ten years you got to have a seven to ten year sample size with a coach. He's know, still young. He's still, still he's still young. got a lot. Yeah, but but he's completely turned around the Rams. He's completely turned. And that's the thing about a coach. Like I think a lot of people look at coaches and like they look at the X's and O's. They look at the win loss record. But do you change the culture of a franchise? Like when when you walk into that door, automatically the culture changes. And that's what Sean McVay did in 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 L.A. Like he changed the culture around. Like people were calling Jerry Goff Jerry Goff after one season a bust. Now I never got to that extreme. But 
Like that's what they were. That was the perception of Jared Goff. And Sean McVay walks in with his offense and his brain and his and his tutelage and instantly changes that coach. That that goes a long way for me. Now, yeah, and remember they had a culture that was booming in uh, St. Louis. Uh, you know, back when they had the greatest uh, right, right, show on turf. Right, you know? right, right, right. So Sean McVay, I think he definitely gets some kudos. Now, I was hard on Sean McVay in the Super Bowl because, you know, for, for you to be a, a boy genius and you can't figure out how to score more than three points in the Super Bowl, I mean, the ba- I mean, the Patriots' defense was good. It was great that night. That, that's not the 85 Bears that he was facing. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so he took a couple. He took a couple welts. He took a couple welts that night. Hey, so, hey, look, 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 look. In their defense, in their defense, the Patriots also held Pittsburgh to three points. That's true. I get it. I I, I understand, but still. And still. you already know when you already know when Belichick got two weeks to prepare for a team. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty, I, it's pretty much I, over. I, Except for my next one. What about this guy? Because Belichick also had two weeks to prepare for this guy, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's getting there. Uh, again, I, I, I want to see more from Doug Peterson before I, I, I truly commit. But I, I like Doug Peterson. He's won a Super Bowl. Um, you could argue he outcoached uh, Belichick in that Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I think Doug Peterson deserves some consideration. I, I, again, I got to see more. I would put him in the Sean McVay category, Anthony Lynn category, where they have the potential to be. I got to see more before I, I fully, I fully say yes or no, one way or another. You know, oh, I forgot a guy, my man, uh, John Harbaugh, hell of a coach. You like him? I like, I like him. him. Yes. I like him. You're I like right. You like. You like him. I don't I like, like his brother. brother. I don't like his brother. Why don't you like his brother, man? <laughs> so you don't like him as a coach, or you just don't like him? You don't like his. No, I don't like I don't like I don't like him as an NFL coach. I like him as a college coach. See, I actually think he's a better college. I actually think he's a better NFL coach than a college coach. I, I I just think he just got uh, dealt a bad deal over there. Man. I don't I don't I. You know what? He's a great coach. I like him. We'll, we'll, I like we'll, get, him. To, we'll get to a little college in a second, but um, I, I like John Harbaugh a lot. Like I, I think he's a very good coach. I think he's the fact that he was fighting for his job. Uh, you know, a year. You know, even just you know last year. It was ridiculous to me because I was like, yo, this dude, whoever gets this dude, like, he's a hell of a coach. Yeah. A hell of yeah. a coach. I, I love John Harbaugh. Like, I think, and I actually think he's underrated in a lot of ways. Like, I think he, he is. Yeah, he's underrated because think about it. We went through a whole conversation and we didn't even bring him up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, but they, they you know, they, they've been under the radar, though. His, his yeah, team has true. been under the radar, though. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. So John Harbaugh, I, I would put I would put John Harbaugh on that list. I, I matter of fact, I would put if you're making a top five coaches, obviously Belichick is. I mean, it goes even without saying. I mean, you can't. I don't even know. I would question your football smarts if you question Belichick as number one. So Belichick number one, um, Sean Payton two, um, Andy Reid three. I like that. You gotta Ar- put Harbaugh you- and Tomlin four or five. Okay, I like. No, that. you know what? You know what? I think I, would, I think four and five can switch. I would put Pete Carroll four, and Tomlin. I would put, you got to put would, Tomlin five. I would put I would put Harbaugh with Tomlin. Ooh. I know, I know that's a hot take. I know some people are gonna slam me on Twitter. Oh, man, I, look at the look at the career. Look at their careers. The Wait, three, has both both won both won a Super Bowl apiece? Right, both have won a Super Bowl apiece. Mm, that's Tomlin, so that's Tomlin's that been might... the two. Tomlin's been the two. Harbaugh's been the one. And I like, and again, I, it kills me because I like Tomlin. I really like Mike Tomlin. It's not like I don't like Tomlin. I really like him. I I, I can go either way with it. Like, fi, like Tomlin Harbaugh to me is a tie. 
Like I could like ask me tomorrow. So they can, so they can switch. Yeah, so they can switch. Actually, tomorrow switch. I, I'll take Tomlin. Ask me next week. I'll like it's just it's that close between the two. Yeah, like, it's just I don't know. I, I think the issues I have with Tomlin is I feel like he's underachieved a little bit with the level of talent that he's had in Pittsburgh. That's just my as only, we as we speak breaking news. Right. Okay. Manny, as we speak, breaking news, Big Ben has left the game against the Seahawks. Ah, uh, shit. And we ju- I just said, I said physically he will have to retire soon. Oh, shit. Throughout his career, he just took too many hits, though. He's just bit, yeah, he's just, he's just, he's just, a, I mean, you look at the size and the strength. I mean, he just, he, yeah, he just, his, his career took a lot of punishment. And uh, they're still leading 10 7. So, it, did it look serious or did it look like it was just one of those? Oh, I haven't seen it. I just got the notification. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I'm looking at the scoreboard right now. They're still leading. So um, so I wonder if it's like serious or, or whatnot. Well, I guess we'll know by the time we end this podcast. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But I mean, yeah, I, I think the coach, you know, is another guy that I would put in that list or is starting to at least get into. I, he's He's only one season under his belt. I like Frank Reich. Yeah, Frank Reich. I'm impressed with Frank Reich. I like him okay. a lot. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I gotta see more. We gotta one see year. more. That's all. One we year. just gotta one see year. more. One year. It, it pains me because I, I would have loved to seen if Andrew Luck didn't retire, what he could have done with that team, and 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 see where they have gone. Because you know, you know, it would have been interesting to see. But I like Frank. Well, Reich. well just well, just like Tomlin, we got to see what he's going to do without. His big, you know, his big superstar. You know, Listen, Tony- if, he, if he can, if he can get to the playoffs with Jacoby Brissett, um, yeah. Yo, I like him though. I like Jacoby. Uh, to be honest, to be fair, I haven't watched a lot of him, so I can't really say. Mostly, most of his footage that I've seen, or most of his uh, uh, game, the, his talent that I've been noticing, it, it came from when he was with, uh, with the Patriots. He held it down. He held it down. He held it down when Brady was on that four-game suspension. Yeah, I remember that. I just I don't know for some reason like my mind doesn't remember him as much as I as it should. Like I watched him. Like I, I remember watching him, but it's like you know how you just like remember seeing something, but like it like you just like your mind wasn't paying attention. Well, he hasn't done anything that was very impactful. He just right. held it down until the big dog came back. So yeah, he doesn't have True. much. Yeah, I, I saw him at NC State. I never like he was okay. I, I never like wow, this is a great quarter. I I I, 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 I need to watch him more. He's a great backup. I give you that. Yeah, he looks like he could be a great backup, but again, it's the difference between being a good backup and then being asked to be the heir apparent, and that's the that's the that's the challenge that he's facing. But I mean, they were they were dealt a, a terrible hand. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what what like for people that was knocking like, oh, why why would you extend Brissett? Because you gotta you gotta show a united front to Brissett. You can't mm-hmm. you can't one week or two weeks left in the into preseason and, and your your starting quarterback retires, and now you're forced to play this kid. And now you basically can't go into the season with, yeah, we kind of we like Jacoby, we'll play him, but we're really not fans. Like you can't have that. So you got to show the United front, and the contract is structured where they could get out of it really after one year. So, um, you know, we'll see with Jacoby Brissett. I'll be rooting for him. Like we'll see, you know, if he if he does it. But um, you know, oh, real quick before we shift shift topics in the NFL, where are you on the Dak Prescott? contract extension because i feel like this is a very polarizing issue like i feel like i feel like people hate dak or they love dak 
Now, most of the people that love Dak are Cowboys fans, <laughs> um, and and like or people that just like appreciate winning quarterbacks. And then there's other mm-hmm. people that hate. there's no in between with Dak. Like there's some people that hate Dak or love Dak. Like where do you stand on Dak? And do you think a do you think he deserves what he's asking for? The, you, the, most of the people that don't like Dak is because we just don't like Dallas in general. <laughs> so, but take, but take but take your hate but take your hate out of Dallas. You know, like I don't. I'm not. I, I, oh no, I, I, I don't. I don't hate him. I met. I measure him just like I measure the other quarterbacks. Like Dak will not be the best Dallas quarterback of all time. It'll always be Troy Aikman, and that's what a lot of people. You know, the standards are high for a Dallas quarterback because of the marketing, because of their fan base. Mm-hmm. So when he doesn't when he doesn't perform up to that level that's where the criticism is going to come from and you just said that you know the amount of money that these quarterbacks are being paid now they're like no he doesn't he doesn't no he's not performing to that to that amount of money so uh you still have to pay him because if you don't pay that who's coming in who are you going to pay and this is a Dallas Cowboys squad who is a pretty decent squad. They have a nice defense. They have a pretty good receiver that they borrowed from us. You know, they have a stellar running back. They always had a – well, not always, but they have a solid offensive line. You have to pay the quarterback. Pay the man the money. Now, the money that, that that's given to Zeke, that's a whole other question. I feel like you have to pay the quarterback before you pay the running back. Yeah, That's, med- that's mandatory for me. Yeah, that, that would be mandatory for me. There are certain again, there are exceptions to every rule, so I, everything is this case by case situation. I think with Dallas, I mean, I, maybe because it's just that—that's how much I love Zeke, and I think Zeke is just a game changing running back. Like Zeke is a once in a generation type running back. Like it, it, it is, it is, Manny. But when the last time a top five running back won the Super Bowl? That that's true. I I I agree with you. I feel like you have to pay both of them. Like, I feel like they are a package deal. Like, to me, they should play their entire careers together in Dallas going forward. Like, I, I don't feel like, to me, Dak and Zeke should be like, like, should roll off the tip of your tongue. It should be like. So are you going to pay Amari? Is Amari going to get paid anytime soon? I, I wouldn't pay Amari. Oh, wait. He, he would be the, he, so, so, okay. I'm actually, I'm actually the opposite. Here's my stance on this, right? So here's my stance on this. A, I agree with you. I like Dak Prescott. I've had this, like, I've literally had this debate on many a group chat. because people that don't like Dak. And I'm just like, I think Dak is a really good quarterback. And and and, and I wasn't a fan of Dak coming out of college. I watched mm-hmm. him at Mississippi State and I was not impressed. I did oh, me not neither. like him. Me neither. And then and then it took me a couple years to grow on to, for Dak to grow on me in the NFL. But he has grown on me. Like the kid is one. He's dealt with adversity. I know a lot of people say, well, he 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 had the luxury of coming in to a great offensive line. You know, Des Bryant still at his, you know, maybe not at his peak, but still a relatively good receiver. Like, I, I, yes, he had, and, and he had, and he had uh, Zeke coming in. So yes, he had a lot of luxury walking into that. But the guy performed. He mm-hmm. he he didn't he didn't crash the car. He kept the car on the road, and he could have easily crashed that fucking car. And I respect that. And he's only gotten better. Do I mm-hmm. have issues with him? Do I think he's a superstar? Do I think do I think if he was the if he was a quarterback in the NFL draft tomorrow, would I pick him number one per se? I don't think so. But that doesn't necessarily take away from him his his value. And I think the problem with NFL fans now is that if you're not Brady, you ain't shit. If you're not Aaron Rodgers, you ain't shit. Like, no, those guys are immortals. They're immortals for a reason. Like, those are guys that only come around once in a generation. You know what I'm saying? Or once every 10 years. 
Like, once every 10 years, you get a Big Ben. Once every 10 years, you get a Drew Brees. Once every 10 years, you get an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or Aaron or Andrew Luck. Like, but every other time in between that, you get a Kirk Cousins. You get a Dak Prescott. You get an Andy Dalton. You get those guys that are good. They're not great. Could you mm-hmm. win with them in the right circumstances? Yes, you can. So I like Dak a lot. I would pay Dak. Especially when if Matthew Stafford is making a hundred million dollars and Matthew Stafford hasn't won shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, Megatron left him high and dry, man. What do no, you want him to do? I think Matthew Stafford is the most overrated quarterback in it. Like he's just so old. Like, <laughs> he's a stat sheet. He's a stat sheet, Philip. Like he'll hey, fill well, hey, he's gonna get into the hall of, He's gonna get into the Hall of Fame just on stats. That's it. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get in the Hall of Fame based off of his fantasy stats. You're you're correct. Because what has he done? The guy has been in Detroit for what twelve years. He's won. He hasn't won a single playoff game. Matter of fact, I think he's been to the playoffs twice. But how many weapons has he had besides Megatron? Okay, to be fair, yes, he hasn't had. He had Theo Reddick. He hasn't had a lot to work with. But I mean, if you're if you're a quarterback that's making a hundred million dollars, is it too much to ask for you to have Detroit in more content, more times in contention than not? I mean, you got to go up against that bad man twice a year, and that defense in Chicago. And I understand, I understand, but I'm just saying, if I'm paying a guy a hundred million dollars and he's supposed to be all world, that he's this stat sheet filler galore, like, can I, I? I'm not even asking you to go twelve and four. I can't. Can can I get a nine and seven and sneaking into the playoffs more times than not? Can I get that? Mm. I mean, look yeah. at Philip Rivers. Look at Philip Rivers' career. I think they're very similar in a lot of ways. Philip Rivers and Matthew Stafford. Philip Rivers' career. Like, I would say yeah, Philip, yeah. Rivers, Philip Rivers hasn't had a lot to work with in his career. He caught LaDainian. Early on, before. he did. I, he did, I would yeah. say. Early on, he, yes, he did. Yeah. But if, but if you look at Philip Rivers the last, you know, nine years, nine, you know, seven seven to eight years, he has a lot of, he hasn't had a lot to work with. Not a lot to work with, but he's made it work though. Because it, exactly. we was talk, we we was almost talking about a LA versus LA Super Bowl last year. With, with Stafford, there's always seems to be like an excuse, like oh he doesn't have a defense, oh he doesn't have a receiver, oh he's sick, oh he slipped on a banana peel, oh 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 this Detroit. I, this. I think Wait. I think I think we get I think we get uh, out of control and over the top when we try to make the perfect situation or the perfect scenario for certain quarterbacks. We do that because we do that with Aaron Rodgers as well, and that's my guy. Yeah, yeah, true. But but, you know, he's never really had a defense besides having defensive players. But as as far as having a, a great defense, no. Um, and as far as his offense, he's made it work. But you know, I mean, we could we can make excuses for everybody, Matt. Yeah, yeah, we can. True. We can. I, this is I, I don't even know how I shifted over to Matthew Stafford, Basher. But let's go back to Dak, though. So yes, I but back to Dak. But back to Dak, I'd rather pair him with with uh, with Amari than than Zeke, only because of. The the personality issues, man. Yeah, like I, it, I feel like you can find like you you talk about top ten running backs like these diva wide receivers, and I'm not calling Amari Cooper a diva wide receiver. I, I don't even he don't he's even, far from it. He's far from it, and I don't Amari even, Cooper. Amari Cooper might be the Kawhi Leonard of the NFL. He might be. He might be. I don't think he's he. I don't think he's at the level of of Antonio Brown, Julio Jones on that level as far as a player. So, but I th- but I think it's been proven time and time that you can win a Super Bowl with. Average to good receivers, like I, that's the same thing with the running backs, though. Bray, first of all, the I, I Patriots just, and, and and Brady is the whole standard for everything. True, because he has right. one, he has one, and he has lost. He has lost with with Randy Moss. He's won with uh, Welker and uh, Edelman. So you know, and then the amount of running backs that they have in uh, in uh, 
I mean, know, it's a running back the, factory. They just respect yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it, and it's cast that we barely paid attention to. In but I also feel like the Patriots are just such a special case that I don't even think you. I don't. I don't feel like. I feel like they're an extreme. Like I feel like. I feel like that you can't even compare them to anybody else. Okay, well like let's they're... go to let's go to the Seahawks. They did at the time have a top five running back, but they didn't have a top five receiver at all. Yeah, yeah. and they won a championship with if a great. You look, if you look at if you look at the Broncos, if you look at the Broncos, yeah, that's true. Look, I I, I I get what you're saying, and I and I generally agree. I just feel for that team, I, I feel like Zeke is, I feel like Zeke's the best player on that team, and I feel like you pay him what he's worth. And I feel like with Dak, I feel like he's the second best player. I feel like there's going to be somebody that's going to be shortchanged. I feel like Amari's going to be that guy. Like, I feel like, yeah. because you, because also remember, they're going to have to pay Leighton Vander, Vander, he, I, I always fuck up his name, the white boy. They're going to have to pay him eventually too, because he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's a stud. They're going to, they finally, after all these years and years of trying, they finally have a good defense in Dallas. Like yeah. you're going to have to want to keep that. Like to me, the key to Dallas is keeping that defensive line intact. And keeping that offensive line and Dak, that is the yes. key. Yeah. Like everything else besides that, like they can work around. And I feel but like- uh, but another thing is another thing is you already know with the with running backs, the average running back career is not that long, so they're going to right. work their dog mess out of. Uh, I don't think I don't think Zeke is going to play out his uh, his contract. He might not. He might not. But for the for the so so what he signed a six year contract. But but if you could get the best out of Zeke for four years. To me, that's better than anybody else that you would have had in that position. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's just my philosophy on it, and and and, and it's not a it's not a it, and it's not a tried and true poly, you know philosophy because I mean there's there's ways to do it. Obviously, there's there's different ways to do it. I can see the arguments for both sides. So um, yeah, that's just my thing with Dak. Like I just I don't understand the the constant consternation about whether the guy wants to pay. Now, is he worth forty million? No, nobody is worth forty million. You know, outside of Brady, Rogers, Breeze, like a couple other guys, like. Those are the only guys worth forty million, so I get it. But the market is the market. Like people don't understand markets. They don't understand leverage. They don't understand supply versus demand. Well, and I think right now, I think the NFL and the NBA is in the same is in the same situation in the same spot as far as we're about to have a new generation come up. So, like after Brady leave, after Braun leave, then we got a whole new different wave coming along. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, I think we're in that situation right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Antonio Brown. You know I couldn't. You know I couldn't. End it. You know I couldn't get off the show with you, uh, Mister Raider, without without talking about Antonio Brown. Um, okay. Where do I even begin with this? Well, I, I, let's let's just say this. Do you think this was this like conspiracy all along? Like this, like this WWE storyline. Uh, written by Vince Russo, where the heel turn the heel turn was coming from a mile away, and if you just seen the breadcrumbs, you would have seen it coming. Do you think it was? Nah, you, you, you know what? I think it was strategic. I thought it was perfect. No, not, I, not perfect. I think the, I think the mindset behind it was perfect, but the way he went about it was all wrong. So yeah. I think if he would have just came out and, and just said and just told the Raiders like, "Yo, I." I really don't want to be here. I want to go. I want to be in New England. I think something would have been worked out because you don't want to keep a player that don't want to be there. I just think he went about it the wrong way as as far as messing his brand up. He just lost the uh, helmet endorsement, and then with the latest shenanigans uh, that came out, I think he's going to lose a lot more endorsements as this is dragged along. 
Uh, am I mad? No. I told you, the only thing that I'm upset about is that Derek Carr won't have a top five receiver to throw to. That would have been more weapons for him to have. Other than that, like, go wherever you want to go. That's fine with me. I don't care about that. But the way he went about it messed himself up. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, Derek Carr, uh, his interview, his post-game interview was, that's how, that's how we all feel like, bro, go get, get your money, get your nine mil up front, uh, and go have a great career. I know you chasing a ring. Go and and if you're going to chase a ring, what better organization and better quarterback to do it with than the Patriots? But the way he went about it, as far I mean, he just had too many offseason shenanigans that followed him that played into all of this, and it just looks ugly. So I honestly feel like something is wrong with him. But I think there's something at, wrong with him, definitely for sure. At, at, at the same time, I thought it was clever how he wanted to get to New England. He just could have went about it a whole totally different way. So how do we? Uh, here's my thing, right? So I would I would assume, right, that when the whole when the whole deal with Pittsburgh went down, right, I would have seen. I would have. I would assume that there had to be a conversation that was had between Drew Rosenhaus and. In this case, Mayock, Gruden, both, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, they had to have known at least that there was some consternation from AB's part that he didn't want to play in Oakland, right? I like, think Mayock, I think Mayock never wanted him, but I think Gruden, Gruden being, you, just, you yeah. just said, you just said uh, yeah. you have an issue with him having the ego. I think Gruden's ego stepped in and said, nah, I could, I could, I could get this cat you right. You can make it work. You can make it yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Mayock is like, nah, I don't like him at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I get that's that's okay. See, I, good. That's a good insight. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely, definitely see that. Um, and then it all blew up, and Gruden. You can hear Gruden on the phone, and Gruden's like, "Bro, just you know, quit this bullshit and just come play." And Mayock is like, "I told you." <laughs> Tom Lewis was like, "I told y'all." <laughs> yeah. So and remember, a lot of people forget that the Patriots tried to trade for him last year. And Pittsburgh was like, nah, we know that y'all y'all are our heaviest competition in the AFC. Yeah, why would yeah, if anybody, I mean, yeah, why would why would Pittsburgh ever even Yeah, so that was you know, shout out to shout that's out like to the, uh, that's like the Rockets and the Warriors. That's like the Warriors calling the Rockets for you know Chris Paul. Like, why would yeah, we- yeah, it's like nah nah, bro, we're not doing that. We do want to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting right. rid of them to you. To you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that. I don't know. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, that's, and that's, that's, go ahead, no bad. I was gonna say with my Raiders, you know, trying to make a comeback and 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 make some noise. They like, look, we'd rather see him over there or whatever. Get you know two picks from them, and we already know what it is. And like I said, Mayock is like, nah, I seen this from a far away. I don't like him. Gruden, Gruden was like, my ego is stepping in and saying we can handle right. this. Right. I, I guess my I guess my confusion. And look, I think I do think there's something wrong with the dude. Like I, I really like it's just not normal. Like it, it definitely there's something off. Well, you know, well, you know, he's from Florida, right? Well, yeah. And, and I know the part of Florida where he's from. <laughs> Florida, nothing, man. Nothing but ignorant <laughs> niggas down there. But trust me, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love some of y'all, but just ignorant niggas. But um, <clears throat> but that being said, though, um, where did it all change, though? Because it felt like. He put on the company, the you know, he told the company line, you know, all through the spring and going into training camp. Like, it seemed like everything was okay. Like, from the outsider perspective, now you're you're an Oakland fan, you're in California, you, you follow the team day to day, every day, so you know more than I do. But from the outsider perspective, it seemed like everything was cool in the lead up to this. 
And then as soon as training camp and preseason started, it's when the bullshit really started. Because so it's getting closer. It's getting closer to the season, though, man. That's why. And I feel like all along, we never knew. The, we assumed that he just he just didn't want to go to training camp, just like every receiver and running back don't like to go right. and, and and waste their energy on something they feel like they could pick up week one. So right. we assumed that it was just, I just want to be absent from training camp. That's cool, because the Raiders were still backing him. Mayock wasn't, but everybody else was. And then when it came out, like, you know, as far as, like, you know, Mayock is doing his job. Like, bro, you're not about to come in here on this deep. I really think, and this is blasphemy for the, to say this, but I really think the Raiders are trying to go trying to uh, go the whole Patriots blueprint, which is crazy to say. But I really think they're on that discipline stuff because everybody knows you don't have to be a Raiders fan to know that the Raiders has been one of the most dysfunctional organizations in football history. Yeah. And that's but it's normal to the point where it's normal. And Gruden and Mayock is trying to change that and trying to turn that well, around. You guys have marketed that. You guys have marketed that almost. You know, like you know how the Patriot way is like blue collar, button down, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're the total we're the total opposite. Yeah. Like, bro, you if you game bang, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. you can come here. Like if you don't want if you don't want uh to be disciplined, come to death row. That's who yeah, we exactly. are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's gotten us three Super Bowls. So <laughs> oh, it's worked. It definitely worked. I, you know, at least in the short term, at least in short term instances, it's worked. Yeah. Yeah. Worked. But it hasn't worked in a while. And it's like you can't have the whole entire roster walling out. You know, um, so again, I, I think it was just it, it was always his it was always in the back of their head, like, yo, I have to get to New England. And once it got to training camp and then the preseason, it's like, yo, it's getting too close. I don't want to miss out on any money. I have to go to the extreme route. And that's what happened. Yeah, interesting. I mean, the whole situation is just crazy. It's crazy. And New England just sitting back there, just waiting, just watching. Just waiting and watching, just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, like, pri- I mean, prior to him posting the phone call and posting the fine, I said there, there's nothing that's – he's not – he doesn't come close to Randy Moss and T.O. But after that, after he posted the fine and after he recorded the phone call and then after the uh, the rape allegation, I said, no, he holds the – no one holds a candle to this guy. <laughs> no oh, one yeah, – no you know, even, even with him even, – even with the, the story ca- coming out about him calling Mayock a cracker and taking the ball out of his hand and kicking <laughs> it, I'm like, yeah. yo. Uh, I kind of laughed. I'm not going to lie because I'm like, if he does that and he plays Monday night <laughs> against Denver, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's gangster right there. Yeah, and 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 the whole situation, and I thought the and I thought I had the whole Patriots thing not happened, had the release not happened, had the whole Patriots signing. Like for you guys to play him on Monday, I, that would have been a that would have been an ugly thing for the Raiders. I think y'all would have been a national laughing stock. But that's the I thing, guess- though. That's the thing, though. A, a lot of people have said, "Yo, I lose a lot of respect for." Yo, this is what my team does. I don't. I, get I don't it. see. I don't see how people coming. forget who the Raiders is. We. No, I don't forget. Hey. I don't- Shout out to shout out to my pops. May he rest in peace. That's Al Davis. Just win, baby. <laughs> Just I, win. I understand. I understand that. Look, I, I listen. I, I've grown up in this game long enough to know the Raiders' history. I, I, I know it. Trust me. But that being said, I mean, how do you come back from the dude basically punking the franchise, punking your GM? 
Sam in the locker room in front of the entire roster. And that and that and that's why I said that's why I said that has to be one of the most gangster moves that I've ever seen in my life. But I look, this is what I'm saying. I understand both sides. I understand, like, bro, you can't you gotta discipline him for that. But at the same time, he just scored a touchdown for New England. So we're not New England, no. They know that it's a possibility that he might not play any more games after this Miami game, after this woman comes out and speaks to the NFL on Monday. Yeah. yeah so you already I don't even, so, so even want to get into I don't even want to get into that. But what New know, England yeah. is doing, what New England is doing is milking him right now in a meaning, meaningless game. You don't even have to play Brady in this game, but they're playing Antonio Brown. Who right now has you know four catches for fifty six yards and a touchdown? So just picking it up right where you left off, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's like if, yeah. if, if we go if we gonna sit up there and slander the Raiders for possibly playing him on Monday night, then you gotta slander the Patriots for playing him this Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I, I listen, I, I think the whole Antonio Brown situation, and I don't understand the Patriots perspective because it's like they don't really need him; they don't need him at all. They Obviously, don't. We know. But they, but they're but like, putting. They, they're going to make sure. They're going to make sure Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. Well, <laughs> they're going to make sure well, of it. Well, I also think it's an ego thing too with the Patriots because they have no allegiance to Tom. They have no allegiance to Antonio Brown. It's not like he's been there for three years and then this rape allegation comes out. So like mm-hmm. they have to stick by him. They don't really have to stick by him. As soon as that news broke that there was even see like me as an owner right now, like I'm not taking no chances with this Me Too shit. Like I'm not taking no chances. Like if there's a hint. If there's even a like, and, and I'm and I'm not, and I'm not even going to get into the whether you believe whether you're, the, you know, believe all accusers, believe the 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 the, the person accused until proven it. Like I, I've, that's a whole nother nuanced discussion to have. My thing is, if you're even caught even having some kind of semblance around this shit, like with the way the climate is right now, like you can't take that chance if you're an owner, like. But tell so, me this though: Are they? Are we? Are we not used to uh, the Patriots taking ch- taking chances and risk? They are. I, I just I just feel like it's never been like this brazen before. I don't think like it's never been like like the Aaron Hernandez thing was something that kind of sweltered and bubbled behind beneath the surface. You know what I mean? Like, but they knew about it though. They we knew about, about it. That's why. I, that's why I knocked the. That's why I knocked the Patriots for that. Like you can't tell me you're the Patriots way when you basically drafted a dude that had a litany of fucking issues. Like everybody knew Aaron Hernandez was fucking had issues. Now, I don't he think was anybody, a drug lord. Now, I don't think anybody would have predicted that my man would have been out here uh, catching bodies and anything. Right. Like, like, this is Tony Montana in the flesh. Like, think about that. That's still the most gangster shit I've ever seen. <laughs> my man saw a $40 million extension and was out here murking dudes. Yo, murking he got them. all kinds of bodies uh, in, in buildings in Baltimore, yes. all, everywhere. And it's not even like he was like orchestrating murders or orchestrating hits. No, he was out here shooting niggas. He was, he was the hitman. And in college, and in college, his quarterback line. was a Christian. Yes, <laughs> he was in the front line. Oh, we get to the Christian in a second. We'll get to <laughs> Like he was in the front lines, and my man was off it, dudes. Like this, still the most gangster shit I've ever seen and heard in my life. Like, yeah, like, crazy. But yeah, so I, I, I get it. I, I don't. I don't. I, listen, I'm not one of these that's gonna sit there and act like the Patriots are this, 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 this these religious, you know, saints that would never do anything above reproach to to win. I, I, they're, they're. All different. I'm, all I'm saying they're is, different. we, we, we expect. 
All I'm saying, we're not surprised on what New England did, so we definitely shouldn't be surprised if if, if my Raiders would have played AB on Monday night. That's all I'm saying. I'm not surprised. I still think it would have been a bad look. That's just my only point. Like, I'm not well, shocked. Yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised. But I think there should have been an adult in the room that stepped in and said, guys, really, what are we, what are we doing here? The man just, hey. man just punked the whole organization. And a day later, we dropped his ass. So, Like, even Tim's. Like, Thibodeau with Minnesota. Like, like no, there was no way Jimmy Butler could play for the Timberwolves again. Like, this just was never, like, it, could, it couldn't happen. Like, my man yeah. punked the entire organization. With like, the backups. Yes. <laughs> like, you can't come back from that. Like, there's just certain things. Like, you can forgive drug use. You can forgive cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just certain things you can't forget on a, on a sports, in a sports doc, in, in, a, in a sports conversation, in a sports right. perspective. Like, you right. can't forgive that. Like, there's just certain things you just can't, you can't forgive. Like, when, when, when as soon as AB basically no-showed week 17 last year and basically quit on the Steelers, he was never coming back to the Steelers. You can't forgive that. When a guy quits on your team, especially a football team, like you can't forgive that. Hey, what's wrong? What's wrong with him though? What do you think is wrong? You think it's the hits? You think it's CTE? Oh, he got he gotta have CTE, bro. Like I don't like. How do you not even like? How is it like this? It, it and I don't even want. And I know we're joking, kind of joking somewhat, but it's like. No, I'm not joking because I remember a girl on a girl on Twitter who was a Steelers fan. She said, "I used to, she's like I ha, I still have his Steelers jersey." And I remember when he scored his first touchdown, he said, "Giving all my praise to God." And she was like, "He's not even that type of he's not even that type of personality anymore." Yeah, I, I don't like I don't I don't know if it's just stick. Like he's just he's put on like because you've seen dudes in the past put on this shtick this bad boy image for for to to market themselves better i don't even know is i don't know if he's got like issues going on in his family or like a, a a real life situation that's going on that's causing this or whatever like i don't know I, like it, it, he's he's basically the nfl version of kanye like Ooh. i don't know what has happened that has caused this precipitous drop in his like mental being like i don't i just don't know like if it's not if it's not drama induced, like if it's not like you know a death in the family, a lot of people speculate that Kanye's change was the death of his mom, and that really fucked him up. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not an, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not even going to try to psychoanalyze the guy. I just know that if it's not drama induced, and meaning that he didn't have a death in the family or something dramatic or, or traumatic, you know, happen to him. Mm-hmm. then I have to believe that there's something mentally wrong with this dude because it just it, it, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. Well, the Patriots, they got that ego to where we can change cats. So you, you see the receiving core that they have over there. They got two yeah. receivers that just, you know, we already know their history. So, yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, man, the whole Antonio Brown situation. I mean, that has to be one of the strangest stories <laughs> in a league, in a league that is that is accustomed to strange, weird. Again, we just talked about Aaron Hernandez, so nothing should shock us when we listen to stories in the NFL. That being said, this has to be the strangest fucking story in a long time in the NFL. Like this dude, legitimately, just like got himself fired from a job. Like, well, like, let's just let's just hope on a positive note. Like. The, the the you know this he gets through this civil this, let's just hope this civil case don't turn into a you know a criminal case 
Yeah, let's just hope. I mean, wherever you stand on the whole Antonio Brown situation, when you like Antonio Brown, don't like Antonio Brown. Hey, I'm a Raiders fan. Hope. I hope I hope all this stuff is false, and I hope he goes. I, yeah. I don't want the Patriots to win, but I hope he has a great career. So yeah, I, let, let's just hope this stuff isn't true. And if it is true, then he should be. Then he, yeah, he should be yeah. tried and to the fullest extent, man. Because we definitely don't tolerate that, and we can't stand for that in 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 our in our world. So, um, yeah. Uh, that's that's oh and another thing real real, real quick went before we finish our last topic um let's stop let's stop comparing cracker to nigger like i know like i know some people wanted to have that discussion you know the the the, the, the overly woke society that we live in now they wanted to have that that discussion yeah i don't it's like yeah. it's like trying to compare brain cancer to tuberculosis they're both illnesses they're both diseases one is significantly worse it has a significantly worse history than the other so please yeah. don't complain the two. It, and, it's not, not the and, and, I, and I'm going to tell, and I'm gonna tell uh, white America it is, we don't really use that word a lot. <laughs> no, we don't. No, <laughs> so. we, we don't. White. Like, we don't. I, like, I, 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 listen, I don't pretend to be like this world historian, even though I follow history. I don't like, I've never seen a, I've never read stories where white dudes were, were raped, murdered and violated. And as they were doing it, you know, people were yelling cracker at them. Like I just mm-hmm. never, yeah. never have I read a story like that. Never. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've never, I've never, I've never seen a white person basically lose all composure being called a cracker. Never. Well, there's a, there's a reason where there's a reason why you can go, you, we can have an interview right now and we can sit up there and say cracker, but they know they can't say the N word. Exactly. So just don't, don't compare them. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not advocating the use of the word in no means. I'm just saying, don't try to compare two things that aren't like. That just that, yeah. that's a false. That's a that's a false equivalence. Just don't yeah. do that. Like I, 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 it's one of my pet peeves. Like just a false equivalencies just don't work for me because it's just it, it, they're always coded and they're always agenda driven and they're not the same. Like that's just trying to conflate two different things that don't go together. It's just for not, sure. Yeah. So that's just my little mini rant. A bigger rant is coming. So you are a. Born and raised, proud California resident. Yep. How, what are your thoughts on the groundbreaking, <laughs> groundbreaking California Fair Play Act? Uh, I, I'm, I'm shortening. It's I know it's more to that. Well, we're already. Pre- I think we're already preparing for us not to be uh, allowed into any bowl games. Uh, I, don't, they, I don't buy that bullshit. I don't. They want. They don't want it. They don't want it to march madness. The NCAA will talk all that shit. Do you really think if you if if SC is nine and four, y'all are not going to be invited to the Alamo Bowl? Fuck it's that. Gonna, it's going to be. It's going to be an <laughs> argument. And let me they will right hold. Now. They will hold their noses. They will kick and scream. They will root. They will root like hell for SC to lose. But they were they're gonna allow y'all into the bowl game. Like it's just not uh, it's not gonna happen. I don't well, I'll believe it when I see it. But well, we're gonna we're gonna see. I think I think I think the SEC is gonna be is I think I think the NCAA is the SEC. <laughs> so I don't I don't think uh I don't think the SEC is gonna be on our side. Maybe the Big Ten, maybe because we have a history with playing them in the bowl game. Um and I think the WAC, you know, a couple of other, a couple of other uh, conferences will probably eventually side with us. But it's starting already. South Carolina is is picking this up now. South Carolina. That, is already I and I am surprised about that. I'm surprised because I didn't. I don't think I didn't think any southern. I didn't think any southern states would would uh would mess with us. The tide is turning, man. 
the tide is turning. And this is a rant for me because I've written, I've written papers on this in school. Like I've talked about this on this podcast many a times. What the NCAA has managed to, the narrative that the NCAA has managed to put out there for a hundred years, especially, mm-hmm. has been that amateur, this college sports is rooted in good old timeless amateurism. And that is the biggest bullshit that I've ever heard in my life. How do you how do you justify college athletes being exploited for their talents and not paying them with amateurism? Now you want to tell me back in 1920 when you played for Rutgers and you played for Notre Dame and Newt Rockney and you're gonna go, 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 and all the all the powerful speeches you see in the highlight videos. You want to tell me amateurism was a was was a thing then? I, I can live. I can. I can see that. But you well, can't. You know. But you can't. But you can't sell me amateurism when Doritos is paying eighty five, eight hundred and fifty million dollars just to have their names plastered in the Fiesta Bowl. You can't tell me it's amateurism when it's the Meineke Care Car Bowl or the uh, GoDaddy.com Bowl or the you know the Pornhub. XX video bowl. Like you can't tell me it's amateurism when these organizations are paying eight hundred million dollars in naming rights fees. You can't what tell a- me it's amateurism when you got college coaches making ninety to a hundred million dollar contracts. Shout out to Dabo. <laughs> you can't tell me it's amateurism. I'm no, sorry. I'm not, not even that though. Not that. even that. Let me help you out, Manny. You can't. You can't tell me that. When Tebow just snitched on himself and said, I just had the highest paid selling jersey behind LeBron James. Exactly. That's what the idiot just lost sight of in his in his in his soliloquy about how he how he basically grew up, how he basically was a virgin all of his life, but the only fantasy he had was to go to Florida and put that jersey on, like he told on himself. So his whole argument fell apart when he basically told on himself and it basically <laughs> highlighted the problem with the system. Now nobody is saying that college, I don't think colleges should pay players per se. Although there's an argument to be made that there should. That- well, that's the argument. If you're not going to allow them to get money off of their name, then you have to pay them. Why? Because they're putting their yes, life a, on the it, line it, for you. It's a two-pronged attack. If if the, if, if SC is not going to cut, and I'll use Sam Darnold, for example. If SC is not going to cut Sam Darnold the check for being an employee, because that's essentially what they are. When they play football, they're an employee of the school. No different than I work at the mess hall. And I get eight bucks an hour. Like there's no difference. Okay, well tell when me I, this deal. Many, many. This is this is what a side I'm on. If you're not if you're not going to pay them, then they have to right, then right. they have to go to school for free and get a free education. Right. No, I, but I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. If 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 your argument is I can't schools can't pay Sam Darnold to go to school. That's cool. I'm fine. I can see that. But then let Sam. But if a dealership, if a local LA dealership wants to pay Sam Darnold fifty thousand dollars. For him to come in some Saturday after or some some afternoon in in the summer when football's on a, on a hiatus and sign some jerseys and sign some pamphlets and you know I don't know put his ass cheek on a car whatever I, whatever they want to do like he should be able to do that if the backup offensive lineman wants to go to a hot dog eating contest and 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 <laughs> pays him you know thirty thousand dollars then he should be able to do that you can't have it both ways. 
So you can't say, well, the institution can't pay the school, can't pay the student athlete because what that, that does away with amateurism and the student athlete and and the and the student aspect of this. Then that's fine. But then let them go out and get make money off their likeness outside of the school. That's Is that's where true? that argument has always fallen apart for me. Because if I send my son to UW, right? I'll use him as an example. If I send my son to UW, right, and he decides, hey, Dad, I'm thank you for paying my tuition, by the way. Like, I'm going to UW. It's cool, but I also want to get a job. I want to get real work-life experience. My son can go to McDonald's and work a full-time shift. Does UW get rid of his scholarship because he can't because he's working a full-time? Does, does, does UW now does, doesn't constitute him as a regular student because he goes out and gets a job? No. So the argument has always been false to me. The argument has always been bullshit to me. And like, and it's just disgusting to me when you have coaches making $100 million. The coaches that are paid, being paid to coach the student-athletes who don't get paid. That's not putting their body on the line, though. You got to exactly. remember that. And then, you, and then you have coaches, and it's like, and what bothers me the most is that you would think the coaches understand this. You would think the coaches would be like, you know what, these kids should be. There should be some monetary prize in these kids. No, you got coaches doubling down and saying, well, I don't think it's da, 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 da. Yeah, it's easy for you to talk, Dabo. You're making $100 million. My man who's the backup wide receiver who's from, from, from Youngstown, Ohio, that's got a mom on welfare that can't that doesn't know when the next meal is gonna come. To, and there's situations that like this. Like people think that because these kids go to major institutions, they come from they come from sub the suburbs. A lot of them do, but some of them don't. And the problem with Tebow and people that have Tebow's mindset, and I'm not saying that Tebow's wrong necessarily, because I think there is something to wanting to go to a school, represent that school, put on those colors and dreaming about that. But not everybody shares that story. Not everybody has that experience in life. Like some kids, some of these kids go to college because it's a way out. They didn't grow up, you know, do, 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 does anybody think the two attack of a logo grew up rooting for Alabama? No, it's a way out. Think Jerry Judy, you know, I sat there in my project window thinking one day what Tuscaloosa would look like when I was wearing the crimson and the white. No, it's a way out. It's a way out. You know what I'm saying? So stop with this bullshit of, of, of amateurism and, and, and the sanctity of amateurism. The sanctity of amateurism went away when you started paying coaches $100 million. The sanctity mm-hmm. of amateurism went away when your bowl games are, 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 have corporate endorsements plastered on the front of as you walk into the stadium you can't tell me it's amateurism when the ncaa tournament has a television contract when mm-hmm. cbs and turner sports worth 11 billion dollars 11 billion dollars you mean to tell me these kids can't get a stipend forget a check a stipend no but you know that safety that played for texas some years ago who made that big hit and lost his arm I mean, now he's a, yeah, you know, he didn't get paid for that. 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 Like, like, it, just, it just bothers me, man. It, it fucking bothers me. But I'm glad that we're finally starting to see the bullshit. Like, I feel like it's starting to finally, like, I feel like people are finally starting to see the bullshit. And they're finally starting to see, like, yo, this is stupid. Like, we're really doing this right now? In this in this era of equality and 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 you know you know the the, the, the LGBT movement and the and the feminism movement and, and and Black Lives Matter and all the movements that are going on in this country right now and I think that this is starting to be a thing like oh people are seeing this like yo this is bullshit like yo we really got college athletes that are being exploited like essentially exploited 
You know what I'm saying? Like they're just they're they're not being paid at all. They don't get a percent. And for the people listening to this that like that just don't either don't understand how this works. Like there's literally college kids that will play in a in a in a bowl game that generates what two billion dollars with a naming rights fee that you know costs you know a, a company fifty million and they don't get nothing. Uh-huh. They don't get anything. But they'll say, oh well, they got a degree. They get the opportunity <laughs> to go to school. And, well, yeah. and I'm not and I'm not devaluing that. Because I believe I love education. I believe that everybody should go to school if you have the opportunity to and, and take advantage of it. But don't tell me that that a degree compensates for five million dollars. No. Don't, well, well, my don't. argument would be my, my argument would be the, the people that they snatch the degrees from once they get injured. Exactly. I mean, not, not I mean, not snatch the degree, not a degree but, but scholarships. scholarships. Yeah, exactly. scholarships. Yeah. That's the other. That's the dark side of this. Like if you get hurt and you're not able to fulfill the because people forget these scholarships are used as payment. Like, so essentially it's a contract, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So you go to these schools, because some of these kids can't can't get into these schools from from an educational standpoint. Like a lot of these kids, and I'm not shitting on anybody, but it's just just facts. Some of these kids, like some of these kids can't go to Alabama based on grades. A lot of these kids are, are, are they may not qualify grade-wise. So they're- (laughs) We know, (laughs) Maddie, you know a lot of these kids don't- (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to be politically correct, but, but we know. But- but you know what I mean? Like some of these kids can't get into these institutions solely based on education. Shout out to so, Derrick Rose. So their <laughs> so so payment, essentially, their contract, their bargaining chip is for this from the school perspective is we'll offer you a scholarship. But the but the but the basis of the scholarship is is that you play football or basketball or water polo or lacrosse or what whatever the hell sport. In return, you have to meet the terms of these conditions. If you don't, we have we reserve right to take your scholarship from you. You can still ascend to school, nigga. Like you can still come here. You can be a, uh, uh, you can we, we we gladly will accept your your enrollment here, but you're gonna have to pay for it like everybody else if you ain't. Oh yeah, you can go you can go to the Greek parties all you want to. Absolutely. But if you don't play football, if your ass gets hurt, now obviously there's some instances where the school has taken care of players and they they'll they'll keep the scholarship or whatever. So I'm not trying to make these schools out to be totally evil, but but there have been instances where scholarships have been taken away. It's just fact. So that, that, like I just for people to come out with this like defending this and saying that this is okay and the system has been okay, like it's never been okay. It's never been okay. And you can love college sports and still find an issue with the problem. That's like saying, that's like saying, oh, well, you don't love America because you point out the valid problems going on in America, which is so stupid. Like you can love something and still see issues with it. Manny, I mean, can I can I bring up one of the organizations that you follow? Go ahead. I mean, Zion brought a lot of money. <laughs> oh, okay. If you want to call me a hypocrite, go ahead. Because oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that organization as well, especially that organization between them, North Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot of money coming absolutely. in. Absolutely. With the top, with the top five players in the nation that they bring in year in, year Facts. out. They Facts. need to get paid. Facts. Facts. How much money? Think about it. How much money Zion brought into Duke? Duke. Now this is Duke. Now this is a a one of the biggest. This is one of the biggest institutions of higher learning in our country. Watch and this. Was, How much money did he bring in just for that North Carolina game? Yes, that Barack Obama attended. Mm-hmm. 
Like, think about that. And he didn't get paid anything. Nothing. And again, I know people will say, well, you, you know, you're the problem because you're still watching the sport. I can still Did watch. Did he make money off of that busted shoe? Nope. Nope. Now, if you want to be cynical and think that Nike wrote him a check or something, I mean, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother argument for another day. But, but y'all know where I'm going with this. He didn't make any cash off that. He didn't make no coin off of that. My, my, my thing is just like, let's, let's stop with the bullshit. Let's stop with the bullshit. Let's stop kidding ourselves. Let's open our eyes. And again, Tim Tebow, he could have his soliloquies out there about, you know, he grew up, you know, he didn't think about girls growing up. He just thought about going to Florida. And that's fine, Tim. And that's cool. And I'm sure there's a lot of kids that feel that way. And I, and I feel like there's a value to that. I really do. Like, I grew up a Duke fan. Like, if I if money was no object, I would feel the same way. But they're not people in this country and in this world that have the same experiences that you do. Right. And this idea that everybody's supposed to be one monolith is like every student athlete is supposed to be a monolith. They all think the same. They all grow up wanting to go to the same schools and, and wear the jersey and put the jacket on and blah, 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 blah. No, no. So stop. Stop with the BS, please. I don't know. I just had to get that off my chest because it was just bothering me like this whole week. Well, you, well, you definitely got it off your chest. <laughs> no, but how do you? I, I've been I've done enough talking about it, but man, I, I where anything you like to add on the on the whole thing, man? None. I'm, I mean, I'm proud. I'm proud of my state for stepping up and allowing these cats to make money. That's it. That's, That's all. That's dope. That's I like. I don't understand. I don't think. And I think it's kind of it's gone under the radar with all everything that's going on with the debates and you know Trump saying something stupid. What else is new? Um, everything that's going on right now in the news cycle, in the world, in the country, sports-wise, everything. I feel like it's kind of gone under the radar in a lot of ways. Like, I don't think this has gotten as much headlines as it should. Like, this is major. This changes everything. Because I think I think it's going to pick up. I think it's going to pick up when it take when it when it goes into effect. When when they start actually allowing these cats to start making money, that's when the noise is going to start coming back. It's only going to start picking up steam. It's only going to pick it. I mean, again, South Carolina already has a measure on the that's, team. That's, I more, did not. I'm, thank you South for telling Carolina, me that. Think about that. Think about that. Go ahead. Read it up. Look it up. South Carolina has it. South Carolina that's has big, it. Right. That's big right there because that's in the yeah. South, though. That's in the that's, South. That's oh. in the South. And the NCAA is mad, and they're, co- and they're steaming right now because they know that the infrastructure of which they have stood on for so long is crumbling, and I mm-hmm. fucking love it. It's crumbling. It's you crumbling. cannot, Man, you cannot forget. You cannot forget about one of the top guards that that that, uh, that pushed college to his side to go play overseas. Yeah. So that's that's going to be another one. That's going to yep. be another one. That's going to be another one. That's going to be another one, man. And I don't blame these kids, man. And again, I'm a huge college. You are too. You're a huge college sports fan. I love mm-hmm. it. In, in a lot of instances, I love more college sports than I do pro sports because I, lo- I love the, the, the purity of it. You know what I'm saying? But they I play love, hard because they're they trying to get hard. to the league. Exactly. They have, there's a hunger. There's a, there's, a, there's a special meaning behind it that's different. And, and you don't deal with all the other bullshit like contract disputes and, and you know, I don't like this coach and this coach doesn't like this player and this player doesn't like this other player and this player raped a girl. You don't deal with all the other bullshit that you deal with in pro sports. But, but the system is fucked up. And again, you can love something and still find flaws in it. We have family members that we love to death, but we find flaws like a motherfucker in them, right? Mm-hmm. But you love them without, with their, this is our country. We, this country has been shit to us and our people for so long, but guess what? It's our fucking country. We love it. Yep. That's a we, fact. Ain't going no, we ain't going nowhere. We got to fix some shit. Some shit we got to fix for sure. 
You know what I'm saying? But it's not- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, so, yeah, it, that's just that's just my two cents on it, man. The, the, the T-Bow thing really got me hyped, though, because this man just out here. And then he's like an idiot and basically exposes himself, narks himself out to the same shit that he's basically, the same system he's calling upon. Well, like you said, man, it's changing. It's changing, man. I, and, and, I, and big ups to California, man, because that that took. I know California is is a, is a liberal state, so if, if if there ever was a state that was going to do that, it was definitely going to be California. But I'm glad that they were the first to step up to the plate. And you know, once they go left, they go way left. They go way left, and I, I that that aligns with my politics perfect. So I'm cool with that. But uh, let's do it, man. Let's make change. Let's 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 crumble the system, man. But for real, because the system has needed to change for a long time. So no doubt, for real. For real. So B, I think we t- we covered a lot of covered a lot of topics today, man. Yeah, we we full, we full. I think I think you know. I mean, we did a lot of catching up. We did a lot of catching up. And again, hey man, like you said, we weren't gonna be able to cover you know week two because week two is still in process. But we did get some. We did get some mighty fine updates. My, I wanted to point this out though. Uh, the Patriots is up thirty to zero. And and Indy is really rocking right now against Tennessee. So you know, yeah, I see that. And uh, I, I like Jake. I like Jacobs a lot, man. I, I really Dallas do. is up. Dallas is I up. I mean, Joe, Jacoby. Dallas is up thirty-one fourteen. Oh, uh, Patriots is up thirty-seven nothing. You said thirty-one nothing. You said thirty-seven. Yeah, they scored again. Uh, my bad. Yeah. Seahawks are up 21-19. I don't know. We still don't know the status of Big Ben. Uh, Packers are leading 21-16. Uh, yeah, so it's an interesting day of NFL football, man. We and I look- need and I need Detroit to beat to beat uh, the Chargers for obvious reasons. So, <laughs> well, well, Detroit is up 13 to 10. So we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Uh, Detroit just you know Detroit is going to find a way to, to to. They can't do it. They they can actually lose the game without effort. So it's Detroit. It's Detroit. It's it's the it's the God Matthew Stafford man. Yeah, it is. You know, God came down from 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 the heavens and sculpted a quarterback, and it was Matthew Stafford. Let's hope this defense can uh, get it together because you, you know he threw two picks already. Um, color me surprised. Color me surprised. <laughs> I'm not sure. If one, I'm not sure. If one, one did have a flag, so I'm not sure if it was yeah. against or for him. But I know he he definitely threw two picks. Texans are up 13 to six on the Jaguars. That's a low scoring game. They're getting ready to go into the two minute warning. Jag- Jaguars are driving, so we'll see what happens with that. Hey, game. to your point, them the, that that Dallas uh, duo that you was talking about <clears throat> is getting the job done. Hey, Amen. Dak, Dak and Zeke should be should be Shaq and Kobe, man. Not not with the not with the fighting, of course, but you know, just it should roll off the tip of your tongue. It should be Magic and Kareem. It should be Zach and you know Dak and Zeke. It should be you know Bird and Parrish and Mikhail. It, 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 I feel like they should be together for the rest of their careers, man. And if Dallas was smart, I feel like they lock lock Prescott up now. Well, Dallas Dallas is smart on marketing, but we need to see if they're smart on uh, contracts. We'll see. Jared Goff got a bag. If Jared Goff could get a bag, I mean, come on. Hey, let Jared Goff live, baby. He over there. He over here in the Sunshine State. Like, let him live, man. I, I, I'm, I'm all, again. I'm all for people getting the bag, man. I'm all for everybody getting the bag. Any, the more people can get bags, the better. I, I'm all for it. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. All right, man, but we're going to get up out of here. It's a great discussion. I feel good to be back, uh, back podcasting each and every week. No more hiatuses. We're here to the rest of the year, man. So 
uh, let's get it. I'm sure we'll have another guest on this next week to cover a whole host of items and, and things. So yeah, we back, man. I, I missed I missed the microphone, man. I missed it. I know you do. I know. And, and, and especially shout out to Jarv. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to Jarv. We couldn't make it today, but shout out to everybody. I held it down. Hey, hey Jarv, I held it down for Daniel Jones, baby. I, I held it down. <laughs> yeah, you did. Jarv must, have, Jarv must have sent you a 20 or something. No, nah, man. They, he must have, have cashed after you. He must have cashed after you some, some coins real quick before. before hey, it's always it's, it's always a plot twist in the gray area. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel it. I feel it. There's always a plot twist. Yeah, but no. But shout out to Josh. Shout out to all the fellas in the in the um, in the uh, in the group chat, man. This is so many times. We had a good show today, man. So many topics that we didn't even get a chance to talk to talk about. So, mm-hmm. I'm, but it'll I'm, be another time. Oh, definitely will be another time. It'll definitely be another time, man. But before you go, man, go ahead and plug your social media, your shows, everything you got coming up, man. Sell yourself. Uh, BTG uh, at Baylor the Great on all social media platforms. Open run with BTG. BTG for president. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, Steelers running back James Conner is questionable to return as well. So mm, mm. it keeps coming. News, the, the news just keeps coming. The the hits, the hits keep coming. Uh, no pun intended. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, and the Seahawks just went up twenty eight. 19, so... Yeah, that game not, might be over. Not, not looking good. Seven minutes and 15 seconds left. The Steelers have a chance to come back, but, you know, it's not looking good for the Steelers, man. If, man, if they go 0-2, man, if they go 0-2... The if, they going, if they go 0-2, are we overreacting? Or are we just... Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, the Bills is up 27-14 on the Giants, but that's no surprise. The Giants are fucking dumpster fire. Sorry, Josh. They're, they're a dumpster fire. I, I feel like that's going to be an overreaction, too. The Bills being 2-0. Yeah, well, I mean, coming into the season, they, you know, they did have a pretty uh, solid. They had some expectations. They had some expectations, but we handed them a game last week. We had, I mean, shout out to the Jets for, and only the Jets would have a quarterback that gets fucking murdered. Like, y'all only ready for Jets. tomorrow? Oh, Are y'all God. ready for tomorrow? I don't, even, I don't even want to talk about tomorrow, man. I have no <laughs> hey, hey, look at that tomorrow. Hey, looking at tomorrow, like, yo, it's a lot of, it's a lot of entertainment that's going to be on that field. I will, I will say, I will say this. If the Jets win tomorrow, I think it'll be more about the Browns than it'll be about the Jets. Who's the quarterback for y'all tomorrow? Trevor Simeon. Wow. Shout out to JL. <laughs> Shout out to Denver. Wow. Look how things and come back around. I will I will say this. Trevor Simeon could be a very good backup. He's not a bad quarterback. Is he a superstar? No. Obviously, he's better suited to be a backup than, than a starter. Denver fans will 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 second that. But <laughs> you know, if if and, and all the news coming out of uh Darnold is that it's he's getting better. He's healing faster than expected. He is twenty fucking one years old, so I would assume so. Um, so let's just—I'd already, go, already gonna be out for a while, though. Well, it's saying that now week five is is now back on the table. Like he could come back. Oh, here. okay, that's good. So, that's good. You know, that's around so, the corner. So if all they need is for this dude to just hold the fort, you know. Hey, I mean, if he can get uh, he, you, you got to get a W tomorrow. You have and, that's to thing, and that's the thing with backup quarterbacks, man. Like a good backup quarterback can 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 just hold the fort. They can they Amen. can they can make you survive for a couple weeks. That's all. Shout out to now, Jacoby. Hey man, we'll see. Jacoby Jacoby might change the mold of the backup quarterback, man. Might change it. 
Hey, who was the one before we leave? Who was that one quarterback that used to come in and just I can't think of it, but I know it was a quarterback that used to come in. Oh, it was Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I remember Fitzpatrick used to come oh, in. I thought, and was, I, thought going, I thought you was going in further, like uh um yeah, because Fitzpatrick, well no, I, I thought this was going some other day. Like, remember the Steelers had that one quarterback who always would do something? Like Seneca, uh, was it Seneca? Uh Seneca Wallace? Seneca Wallace, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seneca Sen- Wallace, Fitzpatrick. That man, like, that man was like the ultimate backup, man, like, you know. No, and then it was, uh, we the Raiders had him as a quarterback. What was it, uh, the Bears had him? He played on the gang of squads. Uh, uh, I cannot think of him. I can't think of him. Oh, either. my God. He, hey, he was Kyle like Orton? A, Kyle Orton? Not Kyle Orton. Not Kyle Orton. Um, I can't think of his last name right now. But he used to be like the ultimate backup. I cannot think of his name, but yeah. I'll probably I'll probably send it to you on Twitter. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll t- we'll talk offline about it, man. But uh, Baylor, man, thank you as always for being on the podcast. It's always dope when 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 I get when I get one of my brothers from the thread on the show. It's always dope. It's always love. So um, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast today, man. Yes, sir, man. Anytime, man. Anytime. Let's do it again. Yeah, let's definitely do it again, man. Uh, we're going to get up out of here, folks. As always, thank you for supporting the show. Baylor will attest to this. Uh, without the audience, you can have the dopest podcast around. If nobody's listening, it doesn't matter. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for messaging me and saying where the podcast at. We are here. We're not going anywhere. Um, just a little hiatus. Unplanned, but it was a little hiatus. So, uh, you know, we're back. We're back doing this every weekend. So we're here. Um, but, yeah, man, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for supporting the show. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at AGS Pod, on Instagram, AGS Podcast, Facebook, Any Given Sunday. Make sure you become a member of AGS Nation. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Emmanuel Brown. Follow me on Instagram at Emmanuel Brown. Snapchat, MannyBro15, man. Yeah, we're going to get up out of here. We're going to let B uh, watch his Raiders. Hopefully uh, continue some uh, some good spirits, some good, uh, good football they got going on. Um, playing up against the big, bad Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see if they yes, can. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and, and on cue on, on right now, listeners, hit us up. Uh, Detroit is still up by three. There's a minute and 25 seconds left. Running clock is 30 and 14, and the Chargers have the ball. Okay, so by the time in a, in, a, in the red zone, in the red zone. By the time this is see, this is right here. This is what you. What other show you get this on 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 a podcast, man? We, we live Sunday plate. Obviously, it won't be live by the time you listen to this, but whatever. You know, we try it here. We try it. Well, we well we you know what it is. We giving it to you. We, we giving it to you. We giving it to you in real time. You know what I mean? In real time. Now nah, we out of here, though, man. Check us out next week for another episode of the podcast for Baylor the Great. I am Mandy Brown. We are out of here. Peace. Peace. Hey.